to another episode of the Time Podcast. Oh, I did, I dropped it on you. Drop, drop, dropped it on you. What's okay. up, y'all? It's your boy Christopher Small. Chauncey, do you want to do the intros or not? I'm gonna let you choose this one. What? Do you want us to go through our full intros, or do you think the audience knows it pretty well? <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. My name is Christopher Small. If you don't know, now you know. My name is Amanda Harvey. And your boy, Chauncey J. Upshur. Welcome back to another Applicable Science. Cue the theme music. What's your middle name? Joke. Chauncey Joke Upshur? Yeah. Joke? Joke. He joke. Oh, wait, wait, no. It's, um... Come on, we're not giving our government information on this podcast. We're not doing that. We already, <laughs> already tried to drop my my uh my monthly stipend. We're not doing uh middle age middle name. Sorry, I think I said my middle name on here a few times. But that's your personal. <laughs> Once your social security gets hacked, don't I was like, I'm gonna be giving out my social. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it don't take too much. It don't take too much for people to just look at your name and public information. But that's beside the point. Today, we are talking about, for this part of our conversation, we are talking about the impact on technology on music. Now, I don't know anybody that is the co-host or have y'all been musically inclined throughout your life or anything like that? Anybody playing any music instruments? What did you have? What have you playing? Boy, they, you they played the sax? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They call me Jamal Charles out here. Oh, bye. <laughs> Wait, I still have my saxophone. This dude just said Jamal Charles. You played the sax? Yeah. When? Um, I had to stop in high school because of my classes, but I still have it, so I I still know how to play it. I might need you to teach me how to play the sax because the sax is groovy, Mm -hmm. and that would be tough to play on any type of recording track for any artist. Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm probably out of practice right now, but... (laughs) One thing I want to learn, one thing I want to learn how to play is get back into piano because I quit when I was younger and I don't want to be a quitter. So I've been thinking about that. Getting back to piano, learning how to play the trumpet and learning how to play the saxophone. If I learn how to play with three instruments, we are groovy. I, I, we are groovy. They don't call me Ray, Jaw, Ray Charles Jr. for nothing. They don't call you, they call you Ray Charles Jr. because you, you can't see very well. Pause. Because when he gets on the court, he shoots air ball. Ooh, good shot. That would be a good shot. Okay, like first of all, first of all, if y'all don't don't disrespect my resume like that, okay? Let's 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 just get that out the way. I can guarantee you, I will hoop both of y'all. So Chauncey, Chauncey, at the Chauncey, end of the day, Chauncey, don't matter. Chauncey, so you can't be talking much. Chauncey, Chauncey, we're not, Chauncey, Chauncey, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Chris, I hoop you. Johnson, we're not doing this. <laughs> Just because you claim you're from the real DMV, even though you take you have a shot against the Department of Motor Vehicles, I don't know how you have beef with them. You don't take that anger on me because you're not finna out hold me. And Chauncey, uh, Chris, Chris, I will dunk on you, okay? Amanda, you can't even touch in that, please. Yes, I can. Man, that's disrespectful. I have hops. Amanda, how tall are you, Amanda? Uh, like 5'10", 5'11". Do you not know how tall the net is? I have hops. Net is like a smooth eight feet. It's so you saying she can't jump two feet? An NBA court is 10 feet, Chauncey. You exactly. Saying she jump, you saying she can't jump 24 inches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is slap the net. What are you talking about? I'm athletic, okay? She plays softball. I played softball. I played, played every sport you can think of. I don't know. She would be, have to be jumping at least two feet, six inches. If yeah. Amanda dunks on you, bro, that would be the highlight. Of Amanda the can't touch the net. Yes. <laughs> How can she dunk? Audience, we will give you guys an episode where I dunk on Chauncey and we go head to head. Okay? Best believe. Yeah. yeah, after we put, pull down the hoop to eight feet, then she can actually touch the rim. Or if she can't even touch the net, she can't even touch the rim. This, goes, this goes back to Chauncey's uh, disagreement with the WNBA, but we're not going to get into that right now. I we're will hoop anybody. You'll be sorry. <laughs> I'm the, I, will, 
I'm not gonna say I hope him because there are some real good basketball players at the WNBA, but I can ease. I can say I can average twenty. No. So back to the technology. On not, not in my no, part. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. The trash. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Here we go. You said I'm trash. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll, we're not gonna start this, so we'll get back to the topic at hand. But I will drop a video to show that I'm not all talk, and then we can we can continue. And I'm gonna drop a video when I see you of me dunking on you. That <laughs> 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 Chris's face. <laughs> are you finished or are you done? Yeah, man. Are you finished or are you done? Well, the, the video will speak for itself. Great news. Back to the original topic at hand. Impact of technology on music. As we said before, we have some musicians in the podcast. Chauncey, have you played an instrument before? Like I said, Ray Charles Jr. So you play I, the I, piano. Can you just say that? Play, I played the piano, played the drums. I, all the percussion, that's me. Okay, that's dope. Did you, did of course, you... and I got the I got the recorder too. <laughs> <laughs> the recorder they gave you at elementary school for music class. Yes, sir. He said hot cross bun. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, that's the main song they tell you to play. Like, do, do, do. Well, I be tuning on the uh. Twinkle, twinkle, star. <laughs> they call they call me a uh, squidward. Oh my Although goodness. Has a <laughs> so I don't know if y'all have any like old vinyls from your parents or anything like that, but I feel like that's making a, a major comeback because of the aesthetic purposes. And I plan on having one of those in my apartment, uh, but having the Bluetooth capability. So the technology over time, if you haven't noticed, uh, we're all streaming music off our phones now. It's pretty much signal processing. So uh, DSPs, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, YouTube Music, all of those are forms of DSPs and they're all being streamed, music are being streamed through those. But back in the days when my grandparents was getting groovy, they were using vinyls and you could, you had to literally have a, a physical copy of the music or the album, put it on a vinyl recorder or player, uh, get the little tongue or the little, what is that piece called? <laughs> okay, we're just gonna say the tongue. Like the thing. Point, yeah, piece. yeah, and you turn it on and you just. I was always confused on how that works. Like I understand they made tracks on the um, disc and you can re um, record the sound off of that. I get that, but is it like, is it like a maze? Like does it go down and then go to the next line? Or like I thought, like the line will go a complete circle. It does go around a complete circle. So how does it go to the next line, like the next, the next line, so you can play the next part of the music? So it's like a circle. It's like a um, an inverting circle. So the 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 first line is like. Have you ever played the game Snake? No. All right, we're gonna have to have a video game, PCC. All right, um, imagine imagine this circle. I did an okay. overall circle, but it doesn't come back to original point. It goes inside of itself, so it keeps going oh, inside, okay. inside. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. So that's how it pretty much works. Okay. Now, how it reads it with the signal processing, I have no idea. I'm guessing my best guess is that the grooves have some type of different slope and amplitude with that. And that's how they get the the different forms of this, the music signals to play. But that's just my best guess. I've never done any research on vinyls. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like the pressure of the needle with the grooves, which um, create some type of frequency and pitch that generate out. That's what I was thinking. Do you have one, Chris, or your parents? A vinyl? Yeah. No. But when I did go to um, speak for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, it was like something about student equity last year. Um, they put me up in a hotel. It was a real dope hotel, the Easton 
in DC. It's like a black centric type of hotel. It was really dope. They had a vinyl in there with Isaac Haynes vinyl uh, record. And I played it because I never did anything with vinyl. So I played it. It was actually kind of dope, even though they only had two tracks on it. But that's just the time the time it was. And it was, you could flip it and you could play the other side. So it's kind of like four albums. I mean, four songs on one album, on one vinyl record. But the dancing question, I don't have one. My parents don't have one. I don't think my grandparents have one. Um, but that's just something aesthetically pleasing to me. And did you have to I blow? Like music. The, did you have to blow off the dust like on TV shows? I did, but there was no dust. Yeah. So I did. I took it off the rack. I blew it. I was like, but there was no dust. So I was like, what the? I just wasted my <laughs> breath. <laughs> have melted that vinyl <laughs> all right you got jokes now you got jokes now no more no more brand promoting for you <laughs> no more black black business alert black business alert don't support her business maybe <laughs> stop maybe stop playing support her business yes but could you hear like the crackles and everything like even yeah, yeah that aesthetic uh sound when it's like the first starting off First of all, I didn't, since I've never used a vinyl, I didn't really know where to start. So I literally, my first experiment as an engineer, split it in the middle and see where it starts. And then I put it on the edge, right on the edge where I couldn't let it, where there was barely enough room to make contact. I put it there and it pretty much makes sense. But that just shows you how uh, our generation works for vinyl. And then we transitioned from vinyl. Well, actually, first, let me start all the way back. Let's go way, way back. When we were using drums for to reality. Go ahead. <laughs> when we when we use when we uh use real live instruments for recording for just live performances. So back when um we were still getting with the technology and the civilization, we were using drums, we were using any type of thing that made noises, and then we transitioned to uh stereo systems, synthesizers, uh mastering, mixing uh, verses, uh, songs, composing, shout out to Quincy Jones. Uh, all those different things back in the 50s all the way to the 80s. Um, then we get to the CD era where we can, or the Walkman, or where we can carry this music portably over time. So the Walkman, uh, it's a, what is that? What is that called? Um, The CD player? No, the Walkman. It had uh, the little tapes. It was right before. It was right before the CDs. Oh, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Oh, like, like, the tape recorders. Yeah, the tape. Is that what it's called? I thought it had another. Yeah. A cassette. Oh. The cassette tapes. The Walkman had those, but before that, people pretty much was just playing off of boomboxes. And I, the only thing I can remember from a boombox was when uh old dude from uh Do the Right Thing from Spike Lee's movie, um, Radio Raheem, when he had the big boombox and he was just carrying it all over the place. And Run DMC, how they had that, how they was rocking with it, it was crazy. And then we get to C D era, which is like late nineties, early two thousands, when it's it's hot. Everybody's mixing songs. Everybody's um uh yeah, everybody's mixing songs, everybody got their own personal playlist. And then we jump into the DSP era, which we are currently in right now, which everything, all music is pretty much streamed online. And that's just how the transition of music went. What'd you say? You said the BSP era? BSP. And um, what is that for the viewers? Uh, Digital streaming platforms. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, uh, y'all can correct me in the comments. I'm not afraid. <laughs> but yeah it's crazy to see how music has evolved and like the types of music that are played so you have i know like rock like different i feel like different genres have their like really big booming eras so i feel like there was a really big rock era really big hip-hop era where people were just like thriving so I like, like you can even see like how the evolution of music and whatever music people listen to is affected through technology. Cause right now they have, um, what's it called? Where it's like 
Like what's popping now with like the digital music, they can pretty much play it on their keyboards. Oh, oh, uh, like rave music. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, the different yeah, like drop, the, the different drop yeah, that you can drop in. Mm-hmm. That's really big right now. Is it EDM? I think so. ED, yeah, EDM music is really big right now, and that's fully technology based and just making beats on the little keypad and making songs off of that. So you could see before then there was it was not big at all. So you can see how technology impacted the field of music that way. Mm. I wish I can help y'all, but like all I know about music is the basics. When I used to be in elementary to middle school years, be playing that percussion. I remember the uh, one of my best solos was the, um, I, wait, am I the only one who played an instrument in school? I did, the saxophone. Right. How long you how long you played up to? Um, I mean, I still played a little bit, but I had to stop in high school due to classes. But I played it for about like six years in school. Mm. Chris, what about you? I played the piano. Uh, I started like second grade, I believe, and I stopped playing probably fifth grade. I really. I really didn't see a translation to what I like. I didn't know how it translated to hip hop. My parents didn't, well, my mom forced me to do it. And it was like, it was like, well, why do I have to do this? I want to play basketball. If this don't translate to hip hop, I want to play the drums. I didn't actually play the piano. But that's what my mom said. I, she said, I want, I told her I want to play drums, but she said I had to learn the piano first. I was like, what? Yeah. I, like, I, I was dedicated to learn the uh, percussion. So, for like the first six, five years, I learned piano, and then she allowed me to play percussion. Mm, but think about it. Think how just soulful and moving the piano is. Now, but tell that to a uh, uh, <laughs> uh, eight-year-old Christopher Small, and he'll look at you like, no, let's play the drums. That's the boom, boom. <laughs> That's the bass. That was all the pizzazz. Yeah. If you guys could sing, you could have been the next John Legend. Like, come on. I wish I could sing. If you, if you, if God gave me the ability to sing, I would not be. Here. I'm telling you, like yeah. my voice is all right, but if I had all right, Stop. great Cat. If I had the great voice, y'all would be, y'all would be getting tired of me. Cap alert! Honestly, I should make a, uh, I should make a button when y'all start capping, so I can say. <laughs> You have to. You gonna have to press it on yourself. <laughs> Cap. Cap. Nah, actually, okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Actually, that's that's a convenient thing. I'm actually gonna see if I can make that. But long story short, um, I'm not. I'm gonna say music definitely shaped the way I am today. Yeah. How was that? That he can't sing. Oh, well, how did no? I'm saying, how did music shape you? First of all, Chris, <laughs> my voice is better than yours, and that's debatable. I, it's not debatable. That's debatable. It's, it's not debatable. What's a note? We're having a competition right now. Versus, let's go. <laughs> I'm the judge. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, what what excerpt do I want to sing? What excerpt? Uh, Chris, I know you have a song in mind. I'll let you go ahead. That's <laughs> just <laughs> the flag. That's funny because I always have a song in mind. That's what I'm saying, Chris. Already, I have to look for a song. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Zing great, how sweet. Actually, I'm gonna use the same one. Hey, I'm doing my solo. My fault. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm done. He 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 messed up my concert. Chauncey, go ahead. Sing Amazing Grace. <laughs> go ahead. 
I already did. You messed up my solo. I'm not messing up yours. I need to hear you guys bust a note. Like, let me hear it. Mm, let me hear the soul. The soul. Okay. Nick, <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I had to, uh, you know, get my, um, I had to get my, uh, my voice right. Like yeah, everything. Uh, like, 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 like that SpongeBob, like that one SpongeBob episode. We understand. It's been a, it's been a couple of decades. Uh, don't, don't, don't disrespect me like that. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh, grace. Come on, preacher. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. <laughs> and then the people would, the people at the uh, choir be like, Rich preacher. <laughs> Stomp. Nah. <laughs> I'd be pushing him back like I got it. Like I got it. Honestly, I'm su- so- I'm surprised um the uh church choir didn't recruit me. No, I I, I know can't. the audience will want to hear more of Chris because we got to hear a little bit more of Chauncey. So Chris, do you so go you had and to, then the audience? You had to go all the way until you had to get that high pitch from like me. No, so, we're gonna no, we're gonna bar for bar. <laughs> You're not going to catch me <laughs> slipping with that one. And then audience, comment below who you think won. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of Chauncey's in the thing, so I don't. <laughs> they can barely hear you. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, because of all the uh, people with the towels be. First of all, they wasn't, they wasn't, yep, they wasn't throwing it at you. They were telling you to come on. You just saw it in the reverse order. They were telling you to get him off the stage. <laughs> get him off the stage. You just saw the towel going this way. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I don't know the words. Well, remix, huh? I was lost, now I'm found. I can see how we could be. I was lost, hey, and I was numb. Hold now. Hey, now. All right, so comment down below. Comment down below who won the singing battle. I think we all know who the winner is, but you know, yeah, just just know, just know. (laughs) 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 You you lucky because I was looking for this. Um, I was looking for the video of SpongeBob where it said, "Oh, (laughs) bro." You love SpongeBob, bro. (laughs) Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> you love SpongeBob. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> I hope you use that on yourself, too. <laughs> no, I'm using that on <laughs> Back to the topic at hand, though. One thing when I think about technology on music and I think about DJing, how hot and popular that's gotten like over the years. Everybody's a DJ when they get to college just to make some money and, you know, get to the party for free. But then if you think about it, I know I was watching Juice and uh, Omar Epps, Q, uh, GQ, it was his nickname. Uh, I think his name was Quincy, but that's besides the point. Shout out to Omar Epps, shot recipe Tupac, the whole game, the whole movie. Um, his character was a DJ and they went to the DJ battle and he had to carry all these crates of like vinyls and stuff like that. Um, and I just thought that was crazy. They have to carry vinyls to DJ battles. They had to, they're like 30 crates. I mean, not 30 crates, but they got two or three crates with 30 vinyls in it and they got to scratch it and 
mess up the violence. It's just crazy. Now and now we just have um, we can input music into the turntables and won't mess up the record at all. And it's easier portable. Pretty much the main thing to carry is my just stereo. My brother's a DJ. Stereo. My uncle's yeah, a DJ like full time on top of some other things. But <laughs> you can see, I see how they like operate in the DJ field. Like literally they can just use their iPad to work the turntables and everything is on there. So really all they need is some speakers, some good speakers, prop it up and they can even do it like Bluetooth. Bluetooth it right to the speakers, play it out loud. So it's a lot less of caring. I feel like nowadays, literally anybody could be a DJ. But back then, I want to be, no. no. be a DJ. No, not everyone well, okay. can be a not <laughs> everyone can be a DJ. Don't even put it out there. I'm but a, I feel like honestly, like basic parties, as long as you know your audience, find some good music. It's literally all the same music at the parties anyway. I would be. I would be different. I'd probably be a primary kickback DJ. Mm-hmm. I like R and B and smooth stuff. I don't. I mean, I could play the the little the little babies and the gunners, but that's not my type of. I'm not catching up on them every single album, even though I listen well, to it whenever it comes out. Well, you're more of an underground one, um, underground. No, I'm more so of an old head. If y'all know me, the audience, you don't know me yet that well, but if over time you'll tell you'll know I'm an old head. I listen to old music. I have a, a 200 song playlist. Lauren. Lauren Hill, yeah, Mary J. I'm talking. I'm not. Even, I'm talking past them too. I'm talking about the Temptations. I'm talking about the OJ's. I'm talking about the Whispers. I'm talking Black about Eye. huh? Black Eye. No, I don't know who Black Eye is. Black Eye Peas. Oh, oh my god! I, I'm in the <laughs> '70s. You're trying to take me back to the 2000s. 2000 and late. Okay. <laughs> I'm still in the '70s. I'm still in the '60s right now. I'm like I'm talking about Bobby Caldwell. Um, the Supremes, uh, Patty LaBelle, like I'm talking old heads, and I'm bringing that back to the front. So I'm kind of a mix of both sides, old head and new school. Mm. So I probably yeah. that type of DJ. Yeah, I feel like if I were to DJ, well, a lot of people don't let me DJ. <laughs> we're not see, letting you touch the arts. I can, I can see that. See, like I said, not everyone can be a DJ. That bro, the ox, the ox, that's a DJ in training, low key. That's like a battle test. If you can't keep the car jumping, you're not getting back in the front seat at all. <laughs> that's like an unspoken rule for passengers. No, but you you can't just. I mean, you may have the tunes, but you have to be a two way. Okay, yeah, you have to be a two way. You gotta be the one who does the direction, mm-hmm. and you gotta be the one with the tunes. If you can't do both, you can't be in the front seat. We know you might need to have that as an episode. The unwritten, the you, unwritten rules of the car. You can you can do the tunes from the back seat. <laughs> Yo, you know how disrespectful that is to the person in the front, and hey. then you give the Oscar to the person in the back seat. Like here you go. No, not you, not you. Here you go. You don't trust me? No, I don't. No, best believe I had the car. Bumping, okay. I'll be like, ah. No, Amanda, you don't have the car bumping. You forget. I, I we used to drive you places sometimes. You don't be having no nothing jumping. Yeah, me and Chris. Do you not remember it? We were bopping in the car outside of cookout. I don't. Sorry. What year, was, what year was this? This year, or like this past, like, like when we were in fine school. Was it me and you? I think we either it, went to cookout or we went to win. Was it me and you or was it Chauncey as well? No, no, it was just me and you. And we were listening to Monster. We were Oh, yeah. She she got in her uh she got in her female bag. I gotta give her that. I let her play I let her use the odds one time. She she got her own. Thank you, thank you. I remember that one time I let her have the ox. Never again. I think she learned her lesson after after yours, though. Yeah, she must have. It's because I have my moods. Like, there's so many different, there's so much good music out there. But, like, certain people like certain genres, but I like all genres, almost all genres. So it's like, I'll be throwing a little bit of this in there and this little bit of that, and you be like, what is that? <laughs> you can't be doing that. You got to read the room. You can't be throwing just new genres in there unless you smooth with it. Like, you might throw a, a un, 
unknown artists in there and it fits the mood. Like if you throw it in there between Usher and Trey songs, a little smooth R&B singer, we might not catch it. But you trying to jump us from hip hop to uh, some some new cat for like three tracks and we like, no, bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. So how do you think- um, You got a microphone? What? Oh, yes. How, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, but how do you think that technology has impacted how we um, hear about music or listen, like not even just listening to music, but how the advertisement of music is out? Like, how do you think that affects it? Like, do you think technology allows you just to focus on one genre? No. No. You can go ahead, Chauncey. Technology, if anything, allow um, the spread of multiple genres because I can tell you firsthand that if it wasn't for uh, Apple Music, they recommend me to some stuff that are not in my realm. And like, for example, I remember when I was, I was going, I was looking at an album that just dropped and Apple was like, you know, recommend this. I was like, what is this? Next thing I knew, I started bumping to it. It was some, it, it was some uh, country. And that's something that I would never have touched unless they um, recommended it to me. Now, given this country song was kind of hard, but when they, the other, that whole, the rest of the album was trash, but that one song they recommended me was kind of tough. And I had to add it to my list. Chris? I think it's easier to listen to multiple genres now because of technology. Because for the simple fact, you pay one set price for everything. Granted, that's very discerning to the artist, but from a consumer standpoint, you can get everything for $5.99, $15.99, however your your subscription is. So like, it's easier to go out and listen to it on your phone and for like every album, so every big album, there's always little albums and they have it in a different section, like what's dropping today. And you're like, well, Beyonce's right here, but I also see um, somebody else. So maybe, uh, uh, I don't want to say, let's just say SZA, she's dropping on the same day as Beyonce, but we didn't know SZA until she dropped uh, Control. So pre-Control SZA, when we, we wouldn't probably have known her unless we live on the West Coast or from Jersey, where she's from. Otherwise, uh, it's right there to listen. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't know it if we had to go and buy CDs in like in the early 2000s. Also, with this new technology, we are able to incorporate more different genres into one brand of music. So like, uh, you, like for example, a basic one that I'm pretty sure all of us know, Old Town Road. It was country, but they mixed in rap with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. technology allows the 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 uh, the mixing of different genres now. And I also like so Lil Nas. He's African American, so it allows like a lot of African Americans might not find Old Town Road if it was in the country because it was in the country genre. But with the technology and like how things are projected on social media it allows people to find this type of music and then blast it <laughs> yeah that that brings up an interesting point that people are now using tiktok to promote their videos and promote their music like it's a distribution deal now i forgot what they had i forgot what tiktok signed it but um they're now promoting music through social media so that's one way to make your music hot like with Old Town Road, uh, what was the other big ones? Uh, God's Plan, I think that was big because of social Gospel media. by uh, the baby. That song was so hard. Gospel, if yeah. You, that, that, was, that song was hard. Even I feel like songs that aren't even that good, like they're blasted because of TikTok now. Like, I feel like Jason Derulo, he's like making his TikTok comeback and having all his music blasted on there. Like the song is like, dun, dun, dun. You gotta catch it where it's hot. Yeah. Um, uh, the Watch Me Challenge, the um, 
watch me, watch me, you like that got high because of social media because it has a whole dance routine to it. So it's just like the technology on music it translates like beyond the behind the scenes of making it. It also translates to the distribution of it and the uh, the visualization, I guess. So, hmm, what do you guys think about music videos? So I a lot of our artists make them, but I feel like I don't see music videos that often unless either you're on YouTube a lot or if it's something like a real popping music video that's broadcasted all throughout social media. So do you feel like with the use of technology and the streaming of music, do you feel like that had an impact on music videos themselves? And do you feel like they're still necessary? Music videos? Is it necessary? Yeah, because... As you might see, unless you are on YouTube all the time, or if you follow that specific artist heavily, unless it's like a really popping music video or something that's like really out there that people start talking about, you don't really see music videos that often. I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessary. Like, if your your song could be trash, but if your music video is good, it can make it, but vice versa. So I would say like, if your songs is good, like if you have bars, then you really don't need, uh, you really don't need music videos because either way your song is gonna be good. Um, and if you have like a good concept for the music video, then you can go ahead and do it. But most people just look at the music, especially nowadays when people are busy and they don't have time to actually look at the video and see if it's, you know, if it's just see the extra stuff of the music video versus just watching the music or listening to music, I should say. I think, I think that's because, I think that's because we gotten away from live stream shows. So, you know, one of the season part beyond BET's old hit show where it did a countdown in the top 10 videos for the week or um, yeah, top 10 videos of the day or top 10 videos of the week, like how music, videos was very important at that time because that was probably one of the biggest ways to get your music out there as far as your hit number one song. So if your music video was if your music video was very entertaining, your probably your song your signal your single was probably gonna jump. But that now is, yeah, go ahead Tommy. I forgot that is true because um YouTube is one of the main sources of for music videos. And if your video is trending, that's the easy way for people to Look at the um, look at the videos to see what's going on. Cause a lot of people just jump on the waves and see what's trending, so that they can be up to date, so to say. Yeah. Like, and, okay. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna um, say everything Chauncey was saying. Like, uh, the baby's bringing music videos back. Cause for a while, music videos like took a slump, in my opinion. Uh, and then the baby brought it back because he was very funny with his videos. Uh, it broke the norm, and it was, it was just different. It was just very innovative with how he brought comedy with his music videos, and almost similar to what Eminem did with Slim Shady. But I was gonna bring up a point where Chris he, he specifically talked about like live streaming, but another like in my opinion, well not not on live streaming, but live shows. So in my opinion, I feel like there's nothing comparable to live shows. So even though we have all the technology of streaming, technology can't beat seeing a person, seeing an artist in real life and seeing them sing their actual voice, nothing edited. And it's just like, wow. It, I feel like you just get such an appreciation of artists in person. That's being shown right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel with, about, oh, go ahead. That's, just, that's being shown right now with concerts and everything having to be virtual that artists can travel on the road. And that's just pretty much for any type of live event. So whether it be comedy, uh, music, uh, circus, anything, form of entertainment live that you need to, it's kind of hard to do virtually because you need to feel that energy from the crowd, from the people. You can't have that many people right now because of coronavirus, COVID-19. How you feel about people using uh, like uh, Instagram Live? I mean, it's cool. It's cool, but I know from a, cons a consumer standpoint that you still don't get the full experience. 
you don't feel the energy that the the artist is giving to you. Because I don't know if y'all went to the baby concert at Hampton University's homecoming last year, because I didn't have the fortune opportunity to go. But I mean, I, all my friends that went, they told me the energy was live. Like you could feel. He came to the crowd, I think, or he brought people to the crowd. Like you don't yeah. get that. You don't get that on Instagram Live or a, a social media stream or something like that. So it's just something that just needs to be in person instead of virtual. Yeah, I agree. Cause I think I only went to like I only cause um, the security guards were tripping, so they weren't let anyone in. But I went to like the last like fifteen minutes of it, and. No, it was really like, I was like, oh my, it was fun just for those 15 minutes. I wish I was there for the whole concert. But even, so last year for my birthday, I went to the, it was Meg Thee Stallion, it was Meek Mill and Future. And I was like, I didn't make, this Meg was big, but I wasn't a big Meg fan at that time. I thought she was popping with um her songs, but I still didn't know her fully like, like that. And then there was Meek Mill, who, uh, but you know I was you know and the future I was like future's okay but I thoroughly enjoyed that concert it was like oh so even artists that you might not be fully fond of at that time I feel like seeing them in person if they really are good in-person artists it gives you that appreciation and makes you actually like the artist more and get into them like get into their music so what y'all think just they should do because this COVID thing, I mean, of course, for the at least for the next year, there pretty much will be no type of concerts. I I can I can like it's it'll be nice to say that for the next year there will be no co- concerts because people are still worrying about the uh, COVID. So how what what should they do to um make money or like make that money back? Because Tours is where a lot of people, a lot of rappers and uh, singers get most of their money and off of sales. But no, it's mostly um, tours. So where do you think they should get that money back from? I wouldn't know the answer to that because I'm not an artist. But as a consumer, I probably, I'm not about to pay for no live stream unless you like one of my favorite, favorite artists. Like, like I, I have sentimental moments with their music and it resonated at the time where it first dropped. Like I remember listening to Born Center, J. Cole's album on the way to a cross country meet my freshman year. I remember listening to Nothing Was the Same, Drake at six o'clock in the morning trying to get to school. That's still blasphemy to six o'clock to whatever. I remember watch I remember listening to these songs and listening to these albums. So they, if you don't have a special heart, a special place in my heart for the music, I probably won't buy it. But that's just me being a consumer. So I don't know how you would make that money back for or make that money up because everything's being virtual. Uh, maybe you can do some um, some merch, I guess. Uh, maybe a Patreon or OnlyFans account where you do like live streams or stuff like that. What are you laughing for? OnlyFans. Sorry. Go ahead. You do realize other people use OnlyFans for its primary use. I mean, everybody does it for their primary use. It's just like uh, I, for. that was a that was the first I ever heard of the OnlyFans for a uh, music related. I'm not gonna be completely honest with you. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Okay, but so how I can see the artists making the money back? I feel like. Obviously, if they're not touring, it's going to be a detrimental time because that's their primary source of income. But I feel like also more the established artists, they have enough money currently <laughs> that even the slight detriment, because if you think about it, they people tour after, after they release an album and they do that for a certain amount of time. So I feel like it would just be a pause. So... But also, you don't really see a lot of people releasing albums currently. At least gotta, if I, unless I miss them. Because you got But I feel like... No, go ahead. No, no yeah, I was going to say, so I feel like when people release albums, they go to tours. So there's like a few years in between where they're not touring. There's people streaming their music. They might do a few um, like award shows or something like that, but they're not touring all the time. So 
it's not going to be a detriment to the more established artists, but the ones who were more up and coming, like maybe like a little baby or um, those people. <laughs> but to the more new ones, it might take a toll because they, they're the ones who do all the tours and they might not have, even though they're big and everyone knows who they are, they're still new money and not even just new money, but new to the industry. But I so would they're I not going to. I wouldn't just say that though. For because it's old 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 money just trying to keep the revenue up. You gotta think about it. Some of these uh older acts have been in the game for so long, but they don't own their masters, they don't own the publishing for it, they don't own the license licensing agreement for this music. So the let the record labels are holding their cash even though their music is streaming very well on DSPs, they have used the tours to revenue to generate the revenue they're getting off of that music because they can't directly compensate. They can't rec directly get the profits from that. So whatever uh, money they're making off a of tour is pretty much what they're making off of that music. Now maybe they're using the tour money as well to get enough capital to buy their masters back, but that won't probably be for a couple of years unless you're independent or you or you um unless you're independent or you made some type of deal to buy it back from your record label. But one thing I wanted to mention though is like once Corona gets settled and it's gone forever, what when it once it's gone, think about the tour, look at think about the touring schedule, how is it gonna be? Everybody's gonna be competing in the same nights, the same stages, back to back to back. As tours is about to go crazy. Would you would you want a tour from songs that was dropped this year? Yeah. Hmm. Why wouldn't I? I'm just saying, it's isn't that kind of late? I'm just I'm asking because I never I don't go to concerts. So. I've never been to a concert either. My really? in, yeah. Music. A music concert. That's what I'm saying. I've never the only concert I've ever been, and I didn't even want to go, was that stupid jazz concert that we had to go to freshman year for a cultural event. I don't even count that. So I've never been to a concert. No, I think the artists they do concerts of stuff they released maybe like two, three years ago. They so they go on, they have an initial tour, and then they have another tour just to you know make some more money because people like them. Think about it. Um, even though Chris Brown he releases stuff all the time. He goes on multiple tours, so if he didn't release anything that year, he's doing another tour. <laughs> that man is always doing something. Or so I'm, so I'm confused. Is it just like you know what, you know what? I'm just going to um, play a song that I dropped ten years ago. Is that like they don't care? Like it doesn't matter. It's just how they feel. No, I mean yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a hit for them. If it's a hit, it's a hit. They're gonna play it at the concert. Like Chris Brown might play Kiss Kiss at one of his concerts because that was his big hit back in like he might play run it even though he's gonna play somebody he's gonna play like indigo album or the album with young thug uh he might play go crazy right after he plays give me that give me that like they still gonna play their old hits it's just gonna be integrated with the new song so you still get that full fan experience and you were the first time uh concert goer for them wow that's interesting yeah because even when artists come out with new albums they aren't just doing their new album. They do literally everything. I went to a Beyonce concert. It was her Lemonade album. She didn't just do Lemonade songs. She did everything else before, like more of the hip ones or honestly, whichever one she wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. But, yeah, because as long as you got fans, fans are going to come. They don't. They really don't care. <laughs> you, know, you know how to be have. They're going to show okay. everywhere. <laughs> That makes sense why concerts be lasting like three hours. Yes. Concerts are just a out of body experience. It's so surreal. I love them. I was supposed to go to something in the water. Something in the water, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know it, it's a it's a concert that Pharrell gave back to his hometown of Virginia Beach, Virginia. And he puts it on uh during that weekend, uh in late May, early May late April, early May for everyone to come and have a musical festival. So it's a bunch of hits, a bunch of, think of it as Coachella in the East for a visualization. It's big. It was supposed to be the second year this year, but 
because of COVID-19, everything was shut down. But 2021, God willing, we coming right back at you. Beach weekend. <laughs> you think 2021 is going to have something in the water? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as long as COVID goes down, yes. So y'all think no one was going to get pa- get back that quickly? Because um, that's, that's kind of close. Well, it, it depends on how quick the normalcy happens. Yeah. That's what they're pushing for, though. So, I mean, I'm just telling you what they pretty much said. Well, all right. Well. I mean, there's money to be made. Money, 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 Ooh, ooh, ooh. What I was going to say is, ooh, wait, wait. thank you for tuning to another episode. We ain't done. Applicable we science. ain't done. Amanda, what you saying? This is a musical episode, and I feel like <laughs> this is off the off the route really quick. It came to my mind since this is our musical episode, and you heard Chris and Chauncey sing. You're gonna hear me rap. What? You so, a rapper? No, <laughs> uh, but I'm not a rapper. <laughs> but <laughs> but. <laughs> I I would since you guys well they have heard it but since the fans have not heard me spit bars I made a applicable science rap a little bit ago. Uh oh. And this is the premiere. Uh oh. Do you have a beat? I mess this up. Edit this out. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm, 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 mm. Here I'll drop you a beat. Oh no! I got my, I run my own tune. Okay. It ain't finna work like that, homie. A plick, a plick, applicable science. We're about to spit back so you can't deny us. Amanda, Chauncey, Crystal and Mike, so you better sit tight because we're about to get right. A plick, a plick, applicable science. Applicable science. <laughs> Coming right back at you with another episode. Purred. Well, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow us on our socials. And my business, of course, Aviator Organics, and they'll be posted up on the screen. <laughs> you suck. You're a Conch- terrible co-host. You must be smelling yourself. Oh, this guy stinks. Because she's a man is definitely not a guy. So mm. he did that to himself. <laughs> Dramatic, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm back at you with another episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, are we doing socials today, Mr. Christopher Small? It's your call, homie. It's your call. Well, like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.